you're listening to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Lindsay. And this is Ronnie. And we have a super fun and different episode planned for you guys today. Woo! <laughs> um, this is going to be our very first Femicide. <laughs> I'm so stoked for this. <laughs> I'm really psyched for this too. Um, before we jump into our topics for the day, do you have any kitty stories, Ronnie? I do. I do. Yeah, have one. Yay. Um, so I I have this big fluffy gray cat. In case this is the first episode you're listening to, a big fluffy Russian blue named Nimbus, also known as Mr. Floofy Pants. And he's a bit of a shy guy who's become a snuggle bug. So uh, he was a stray and we adopted him, we being engineer Dan and I. And he's been warming up to us over the last, I would say, two years now. And uh, <laughs> He is now at the point where he will jump up on the couch to sit next to me, which I swoon over a little every time. And he likes to lay in bed next to me and he likes to spoon me. He likes to be little spoon and he'll make biscuits uh, while he's, you know, on the edge of the bed spooning next to me. And a couple nights ago, uh, Mr. Floofy Pants himself out of like no reason. I can't figure out why I was laying on my back, which I don't often do. Uh, I sleep on my stomach, but, or my side, but I was sleeping on my back and he came up and just like walked on top of me, sat down, laid down on my tummy and decided to sleep there for like half an hour. Oh, and just, he's never done that before. He's never even like, he's not a lap cat. He's a cuddle bug. He wants to be next to me. He likes to touch, but he doesn't uh, like to be on me. And yeah, he just climbed right up, helped himself, slept on my like tummy, tummy lower abdomen area. And when he had his fill and he got down and that was it. But it was, he was very gentle. He was very heavy. <laughs> He's a big cat. He is a big guy. <laughs> and I definitely was reaching at about the half hour mark. I was like, I think you need to move. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of like having two bags of like sugar (laughs) just sitting on me where it's like it's cozy at first and then it's just a little oppressive. (laughs) He must get super warm too. Uh, Maybe. He likes to be wrapped in blankets is something I've discovered. Like most of the other cats, um, if I cover them in blankets, they're kind of like, eh, whatever, and they'll dig their way out. If I burrito him in a blanket, (laughs) he's just like, yeah, give me more. (laughs) So He's so cute. uh, He likes to be snuggled. You're becoming his person i i think i'm his person which is nice because this is the first time that i've had a cat that was like you are my person yeah i grew up with a lot of cats this is my fourth fifth cat in my household and finally finally one of them is like i like you best oh i'm gonna sleep on your tummy i love that that's <laughs> such a sweet story so yeah. cool so cool yep keeping my keep my uterus warm <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we need that as women. Sometimes that uterus needs to be warmed yeah, up a little it bit. It was cuddly. I liked it. Mm. I'm glad it's not an all I'm glad it's not an every night occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about uteruses today. Today we're gonna talk about boobs. Boobs. Boobies. Boobs. Tatas. Tatas. Breasts. <laughs> whatever you like to call them. I'm a boob gal, usually. I I yeah, I guess I'm a boob gal. I grew up with the, the correct anatomical name for everything so they oh. are definitely breasts growing oh. up but i am a i'm a boob i like tits i like tits too yeah tits is my use of the word tits is um based on circumstance sure. and how i'm using it um more naturally it's boobs for me but i do like tits 
But yeah, we're going to talk about boobs and tits and bras and enhancements and reductions and self-esteem issues. And I want to take a hot second yeah. to just point out that this is about all boobs. Yep. Uh, this isn't about cis women boobs. This is about all boobs. And um, however you identify and however you are, uh, whatever your boobs may be, if you if you have them, if you love them, if you want them, if you hate them, we're going to talk about boobs. Yeah, boobs. Cool. See you in a sec, witches. here we go so before we get too far into the boob talk listeners if you have anything that you want to share with us about your boobs show us your boobs um you know let us know about somebody else's boobs hit us up at 5c2p pod on insta or on gmail we're here to read it probably respond to you who knows we try we do the best we can but something that i've been curious about and it's always been such a wonder to me since I've had boobs and have been wearing bras is the different ways that women put on bras yes yes I I completely agree there's a lot of different ways to do this and I am in the camp of none of them are good and none of them are comfortable yeah no they all (laughs) super suck they all suck They all super suck, but I have seen women put on bras completely differently from me. And, and I always wonder like, how did you learn how to put on a bra? Ooh. Um, for me, it was watching my mother and my grandmother growing up, putting on their bras. Oh, uh, I don't think anybody ever taught me how to put on a bra. Oh, my family was always Where? like very topless. The women in my oh, family. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh man, I'm so jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, I mean, not like topless all the time, but sure. very body positive and right. like trying to teach us to be like my sisters and I trying to teach us to be body positive. So boobs were everywhere. Sure. Um, yeah, I I don't think I had that same experience. <laughs> um, there was there was not a lot of uh, nudity in my household. Um, There's a lot of cover things up, uh, which is fine. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a very distinct memory of my first bra bra. Like I had like sports bralettes and undershirts kind of thing, but the first like actual bra, it was Navy blue cotton with little white flowers. It was an underwire with a little lace frill and it was like three sizes too big. (laughs) It was like one of those like, uh, like grow into your bra situations. (laughs) I don't like, I think it was a hamney down from a friend and I thought she was really cool, but she was also like 18 and I was like, I don't know, like 12 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember. I think I was, I don't have very big boobs and I never have. I, I suppose now they're probably like medium-ish. I don't know. Sure. Um, I think they're medium-ish. But I, I don't think I got my first bra until I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. I tr- like I I remember getting, like I remember this very distinctly this particular bra. And I actually, you know what? I was probably a little older. I think I got it when I was younger and then I didn't actually start wearing it until I was a little older. Uh, but yeah, I've always been like, I've, I've always been on the struggle bus for bras. Nobody showed me how to put one on. It was just sort of, this is a thing you have to wear now. And it was never 
fully explained to me mm-hmm. why I had to wear one all of a sudden beyond you now have breasts. And so now you have this extra piece of piece of clothing that you have to wear to make it appropriate to be in public because this is a thing that your body has now. And I was like, yeah, what kind of bullshit is this? It is bullshit. <laughs> like cover up your, you know, protruding breasts. And it's not Give even to cover up my protruding breasts because I mean, I'm sorry, like as an adult even as a teenager there's no way to hide the fact that like there's bumps on my front <laughs> like i know <laughs> it's to, it's to hide the nipple which is bullshit it is bullshit nobody gives a single fuck oh there's gonna be a lot of profanity in this episode sorry <laughs> sorry listeners but nobody gives a single fuck about dude nips so like why like why does it matter if like you can see my hard nipple or not it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't, but it does. And that's what I learned about bras when I was a teenager. Yeah. You have to wear this now because all of a sudden your front went from flat to not. And you need to hide that. You need to strap it in. You need right. to cover it up. When I first got one, it wasn't really because I needed one because I didn't really need one. It was more because we had to undress for gym class. And it was kind of expected that you cover sure. that area up while you're undressing. And Yeah, that's that's true. Um I definitely experienced a lot of that. I was always a sports bra person um, in my high school years. I was fairly athletic and I just like, I I didn't have a boyfriend and I didn't give a fuck about being sexy. I just wanted to be. And so I was sports bras at school. Uh, But I definitely remember like changing for gym class and there being other girls in the class that didn't wear bras Mm -hmm. and it being sort of this like, it wasn't shameful for them. It was shameful for me, which is so horrifying <laughs> as an adult. I'm still not super comfortable with other people's nudity, which is a total me thing. But and that's something that I want to work on. But that's like, yeah, it was always like a how dare they not wear a bra? Because <laughs> because I was instilled with that's the proper thing to do. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's OK. But that's not your fault either. And Fair. and it's OK. And it, yeah. and not everybody is comfortable with bodies uh, you know, either other people's bodies or their own bodies. So as a medium boobed person, how do you put on your bra? And does it differ between a underwire and a bralette? So I, I alternate. I'll, I'll, I'll do sometimes bralette if I want to be comfortable, but usually underwire just because I feel more secure. Sure. Um, I put it on, and I learned this from watching my mother and my grandmother put on my bra. And it's different than I've ever seen anybody put on a bra before. I start with the cups on the back, like on my back, with the hook in the front. So you can you can look down. I'm making a bewildered frowny face. And <laughs> see the hook in the front and then hook it. So okay. like your hands are in front of you, sure. which is easier. And then you Fair. just twist that around and put... your arms through the loops Uh, okay all right i you are the only person that i have ever um experienced doing the front hook yeah i mean they're they make bras way easier but like i've never i've never done the spin but this is for like a back hook bra yeah it's way easier because you can see it you're not like trying to find the right hook fumbling with your arms behind your back it's so much easier most other people that i have seen put on a bra do like hook it with their arms yeah. behind their back. Yeah, I I'm a back hook, um, and I have to say after oh gosh, uh, twenty years of wearing a bra, uh, like it's not 
challenging right. anymore although i definitely do have days where i'm like maybe i've thrown my shoulder or something like that or it's a new bra especially if it's a new bra if it's a bra that i've worn a bunch then i know like i'm familiar with that right but if it's a new bra and i'm not familiar with the hooks then yeah it's, it can be a bit of a challenge on the first go round. then i challenge you to you try doing front. it from the front <laughs> <Come on. laughs> and then you just like up over the shoulders and yeah, yeah yeah you just you know it's it's like putting it on backwards you you can see the hooks you put it on the hooks that you want you spin it around then you put your arms through the loops I was going to come up with some sort of like, but what if it's a crisscross racerback? But no, it works for all things. It does. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Bralettes are usually just like an over the head kind of thing. Sure. They, like they usually don't have hooks for, right. or at least mine don't. Yeah. No, mine don't either. Um, but with bralettes and with all bras. So I'm, so I've, <laughs> I've gained a lot of weight uh, over the last few years by comparison to where I have spent a lot of my life, which means my boobs have changed. And They've changed. I try to see it as just, it's a thing, not as a positive or negative, but to be quite honest, I hate big boobs. I have big boobs. I have like, I have like obnoxiously big boobs <laughs> at this point. Um, and I, I always have been the person that's like, oh, my boobs are like normal sized, but only once in my life have I ever been like a 34B, which I think is like close to the average, like it's a 34B, 36 I'm a 34B, yeah. That's an average boob size um according to most bras sold uh i when i was at my petitest i was a 32 double d so even when i was a thin individual <laughs> i still had big boobs for my frame and uh now that i am a thick and chunky individual i have even bigger boobs which means that i've gone into letters i didn't know existed in boobs <laughs> so i uh, depending on my bra i'm usually like a, like a 38 g Whoa. Yeah. I've never heard of a After, G. So Holy a triple boy. D. So here's the thing. A triple D, I think, is like double D and triple D. And then it's E or F. I don't, yeah. So it's like, so I'm after that. I'm a, I'm an E, usually a 38 E. Whoa. Which, to be honest, isn't like, you think about it. And like the first thing that pops into my mind when I like got that measurement was like, I don't have Pamela Anderson boobs. Like I don't have big round boobs, but it's not about that. It's about also the size and the shape and where they're positioned on your body. Yeah. Like, I have side boobs and like, and they're big, but also like I've got a fair amount of like body fat. And so like that has to go somewhere too. And it's about the, uh, circumference around your chest to the circumference at your fullest right. is the cup difference. Right, right, right. So it's not about big, round, perky, whatever. It's not about having two beach balls on my chest. It's about like my body shape and the ratios that's required to stuff all of this into a cup. So I need a bigger cup. And there are companies now who are making bras specifically. Like you take a quiz on their website, yeah. you describe your oh, yes. boobs for them. I've done that. I have too. Did it work? And they, yeah. Oh, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. My result was not oh, good. Oh man, I have the like the most comfortable bra I've ever the most comfortable underwire bra, I should say, that I've ever worn because of one of those websites. Mm, yeah, hint, it was, hint website if you're was, listening. It was great. Totally take a totally take a sponsor. I totally don't remember <laughs> what website it was. Uh, I think it's fair to say we all know and love if you're a podcast listener, it's Third Love. Third oh, Love yeah. is, Third Love is one of those companies yeah, yeah, yeah. that has like like a hundred plus different bra sizes and a half yeah. cup and a blah 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 and you take a quiz and they have boob shape factors into it i did it i didn't love the bra i ended up with 
That sucks. But you can return it, and then you know whatever. Yeah. I'm giving them a free plug here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've I've switched um, from Third Love to Cup recently. I've heard good things about Cup. I like Cup. I have two Cup bras at the moment. One of them I love, and one of them I hate. And it's about the fabric they're made out of. I need a fabric that has like a stretch. Okay. And like one of the two, just the fabric didn't work for me. It's cute and it's it's sexy, but it doesn't, it's not an everyday bra. And at this point in my life, not to be like, oh, I'm frumpy and it can't be sexy. Like I just, I need everyday comfort. Yeah. They're dude. big, they're obnoxious, they're in the way. Nothing's comfortable about having big boobs. I think nothing's comfortable about having boobs, period. Fair. Ugh. Fair. I, uh, Ugh. I actually like in terms of putting bras on. I learned from a TV show that one of the ways to put on bras, especially if you have fuller uh, boobs, is to bend over. So oh. I'll I'll bend over, clip it behind my back, so I let my boobs hang freely, and then up over the shoulder, or like there's usually, straps are usually over the shoulder, but I'll hook and let them hang freely as I fasten them into place. But I always underwire or bralette or sports bra i have to do the like reach down in pull lift the boob up and like settle it in you know what dude the the um the snap it in front method might work for you because it's already like you already have it underneath yeah, your fair. boobs i'm gonna give it a try and we like you're still gonna have to lift them up i'm sure yeah but it'll the wire will already be placed underneath them yeah that's that's totally fair i i would probably be a like everyday sports bra person or an everyday bralette person if I can find one for 38G that like did anything. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, know. most of the time it's like the equivalent of wearing a tank top. Right. It like pancakes you and gives you boob sweat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> boob sweat's an inevitability yeah. no matter what bra I'm wearing. Yeah. But yeah, bras oh, are bras sweat. are weird and they're awkward and it's hard to get one that fits right. And I've even gone in for some professional fittings Mm -hmm. and I get a different answer every time. So I feel like, I don't know. It's a little like having your, I don't know, your like tarot cards read. It depends on the reader and the day. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You would think it's like this calculated thing and it can be, but yeah, I've, I remember the first time I got my bra fitted and I was, I grew up in a very small town, so I was not familiar with Victoria's Secret and I moved to a big city. And they had a Victoria's Secret. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go get my bra fitted because I want to buy a really nice set of lingerie. I was probably 20, 21. And they they were pretty shocked when I was like, here I am in all my (laughs) nudity glory. Measure me. (laughs) And they were like, "Um, you know, you can leave your old bra on. And I was like, yeah, but that's going to lift and change. And like, that's, then you're going to read my old bra, not the bra I want. And my old bra doesn't fit. And they were like, you can put your tank top on. And I was like, You've already seen them. (laughs) (laughs) This poor, this poor woman. But I worked in a lingerie shop for a while. Oh, yeah, where we had to measure um, individuals for bras and I and and help them find the right one. I have to say, as a person that worked in that scenario and helping find people or helping people find a bra that they really liked and the cup and the shape and the whatever for them. Even though I can never find one for myself, um, helping others find that was really fulfilling because, again, I think anybody that wears one is like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's your first bra. 
Uh, like if it's like if this is a big milestone for you in your life, if like you're making, uh, like you're being open about who you are and you're making a transition, um, or you're, uh, you know, maybe you're a teenager or you've like recently had a double mastectomy and you're getting something new, or you've recently had like implants or a reduction. Like if it's a life changing thing, then I think bras suddenly become this like wonderful experience and can be really moving but there's got to reach a point I think in everybody's broad day-to-day life where it's like the fuck is this why are we wearing this yeah it's so like like it's one of the most freeing feelings it's like sweatpants and taking your bra off when you get home (laughs) off yeah, it can be comfortable for like the first part of the day. You know, you you put your bra on, you got dressed, you're out of the shower, you're looking cute, you stroll off to work, and then halfway through the day, it shifts. Yep. It's not where you put it to begin with. Yep. And it's just, you cannot yep. wait to get that yep. shit off. And it's so like, so I guess I get a little like, ugh. When I see somebody like scratch their genitals or rearrange things in general, uh, but I would never like, I would never get mad at somebody like moving hair out of their eyes or like fixing their belt and having an underwire bra or any bra. If your things are not lining up and it's pinching, poking or itching, like you got to get in there. And like, (laughs) and so while I'm like, "Uh, maybe don't like mess with your genitals uh, at the same time, boobs and genitals are not the same things. So this like idea of like I gotta sit here through this meeting with people of the opposite gender that are like you know while this bra is just pinching and pinching and that's all I can think about so why am I suffering through this we all know I'm wearing one why don't I just like move it over and (laughs) then we can carry on and I'll stop thinking about my bra and start thinking about this meeting yeah but I can't because it's fucking Social norms. I don't know. It's uncomfortable. They're just... If I was in the 60s, I might have been a bra burner. Although it's pretty uncomfortable for me to go without a bra, I will say. Like, I need some something. Right. Do you you think that that's because you are so used to wearing a bra at this point in your Mm. life? Maybe. I think it's a 50-50. It depends on what I'm doing. Like, if I'm doing any sort of physical activity, like, these mamma jammers bouncing up and down just not <laughs> gonna hammer <laughs> like it's not gonna happen like my sports bra is a this is another free plug my sports bra is a she fit it locks and loads like it is Ooh. it is like it nothing moves <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like a chastity belt for my boobs it's great it's just everything is like strapped in and yeah that's perfect um so if i'm doing physical activity i do not want my boobs moving around but um, on my everyday wear, I don't know. I don't know how I like. I am self conscious if I'm not wearing a bra in public. Like, I see it's weird. I see other uh, people wearing, other women wearing dresses in particular in the summer. Mm-hmm. Other women wearing dresses or bikini tops or that sort of thing in the summer that offer no support. Or maybe it's like a sundress and you're not wearing any bra and nothing's like falling out, nothing's showing, but like. You know, I'm clear. It's clear that they have big boobs and they're not wearing a bra and everything's sort of like around. (laughs) And but I try that and then I'm immediately like, everybody knows I'm not wearing a bra. And I'm like, who the fuck cares? Why are you spending so much time looking at my boobs anyway? Sure. Um, 
I feel like you're probably more aware. I'm, I'm more uptight. <laughs> that you're not wearing a bra than everybody else is. I yes, feel like probably. most people are probably not going to be looking at your boobs and like seeing your nips and being like, that girl's not wearing a bra. Shame on her. Right. <laughs> but I am I am uptight enough that I still fear that feeling of like, of of somebody else's shame. Yeah. You know what I say? I say fuck them. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You don't want to wear a bra. Don't fucking wear a bra. If you do want to wear a bra, if that's what makes you comfortable. Yeah. Wear the bra. If you want to go home and take it off and sit on your couch and play video games and pet a cat, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that being comfortable for anybody is what's most important. I, I completely, completely agree with that. I should be, I should try to be more comfortable in my own boobdom. That being said, I think that it should be more socially accepted for people to not wear a bra. It should. Or uh, even wear a shirt. Oh, man. Okay. So I think this is something I've never proven to myself or anyone else, but I think I would be more comfortable going completely topless than wearing a shirt with no bra. Yeah. Because there's this hidden, I'm not wearing a bra and I'm doing something, like, I'm secretly doing something uncomfortable and they're going to find out versus walking around topless and being like, here I am. Here I am. Yeah. Their nips deal with it. Yeah. If I have to look at saggy man boobs, like, then, you know, there's no, there's no difference. It's It's a chest with a nipple. Some have hair, some don't have hair, some are big, some are small, some have tattoos, some don't, some have birthmarks, some don't, some have scars, some don't. Like, who the fuck cares? We should be allowed to go topless. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. And I'd like to get a little more into this, but I think we should take a little bathroom break. Ooh, bathroom break. Pee break. Yeah, yeah. Or poops. Or, yeah, or poops. I don't don't have to, but somebody might. All right. All right. Quick bathroom break, and we'll be uh, right back to talk about going shirtless. Cool. Welcome back to Five Cats, Two Pussies. Uh, We were just discussing how in regards to either not wearing a bra or going completely topless, Ronnie would rather go completely topless. And honestly, in public, fuck it. I agree, dude. I've never done it before. It's one of those, like, I don't know, I'm not a big bucket list person, but I, I have never been topless or nude in public and that's on my list of like, I'd like to go to a nude beach or if it were like legal and accepted and safe, I would do it here as well, especially in my own yard. I have a big yard. I'd love to like suntan without a bikini top on yeah. without feeling like all of my neighbors are going to be leering at me or call the police. Totally. I have only been nude, completely nude in public. Um, as a teenager, I did a lot of skinny dipping as a teenager. Ooh, I've never gone skinny dipping. It's, it's very freeing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very freeing, and you feel you feel good about it. You know, even if you don't like, I I didn't like my body very much when I was a teenager. Who does? I'm fine with it now. It's my body. It's what I have. It's cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite liberating, actually. I think that's how I feel about. 
um, going topless versus going braless is going topless would be more liberating. Yeah. Going braless is still, it's like I, now I'm uncomfortable and uncomfortable. Right. Like it's, I'm, I have no support and I'm thinly veiling the fact that I'm not wearing a bra. Right. And it's almost like, you know, you're still covering up your shame. Yeah. Yep. Which and, I hate. And yeah, so I, I know that there's legislation around, and, and especially here in um, Boston, Massachusetts, there are groups, and I know there are groups in other cities as well, uh, but there are active groups here in Boston t- trying to push for uh, social acceptance and legal uh, acceptance of being topless, no matter, like, no matter what your gender Yep. And everybody should just have e- like equal footing on that. It's just like, it's just a nipple. It is, yeah. The free the nipple movement has yeah. been gaining momentum over the past several years, um, quite a bit. Um, and actually, a couple of members of the free the nipple movement um, were able to pass legislation in six states allowing women to be topless in public. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. Glad you. Um, as far as the states go, I can't remember entirely what they were, but it was, I think it was based in Colorado. So like Colorado, uh, New Mexico, Wyoming, maybe Utah, kind of like states in that general area. Um, it was like the, uh, I think it was the 10th circus court of appeals or something that passed it. But yeah, it was two women from the free the nipples movement. Awesome. Yeah. Well, super cool. Super applaud uh, folks that are active with that movement and trying to uh, get equality for everyone who wants to be naked to be naked because, yeah, it's just it's it's bullshit. And it's really unfair that if some people want to be topless, they can. And if others want to be topless, they can't because of the sexualized imagery and that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, New York passed a law in like pretty early, like 1993. I oh, think really? it was. Yeah, that allowed women to be topless in public. You can be topless in public in New York. Yep, you can. Oh, um, no in idea. all of New York, really? And, yes, but that doesn't mean that you won't get arrested for it. The fuck? <laughs> yes. So, in fact, there was a woman in 2005 in New York City who got arrested for being topless in public. Okay. Um, she sued and won, I think, something like $29,000. Okay. Because unless unless it can be proven that you were actually breaking a law, um, like public lewdness or um, you right. know, some sort of indecency or something sure. like that, um, so the difference- it is not illegal for you to be topless. The, the difference being there, I... Uh, I'm hanging out in Central Park, sunbathing topless, totally my own business, laying on my own blanket, show up, clothes, take my top off, sunbathe, put my top back on, leave. Legal. Totally legal. Cool. That's awesome. Show up, shake my boobs around and be like, look at these tatas. That's probably lewd. (laughs) That could be considered lewd. Right. Or, or if you like were to be laying there and... Fondling uh, myself. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, fondling yourself. <laughs> right. Public lewdness. Sure. Possibly, yes. 
Um, but yeah, if you're just laying there minding your own business and you want to have your top off, girl, do it. Yeah. I think it'd be lewd no matter uh, what your gender is. If you're laying there uh, on the grass, just rubbing your own nipples, <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's lewd, period. <laughs> but that's the point. Like, there's a sexualized idea around a breast that doesn't exist for uh, if I guess if you don't have a mammary gland, right? Exactly. And it's and it's dumb in this like in this current era of does gender even matter at this point and is just a body and it's just some fat and it's just a nipple like you know I think people should be allowed to do what they want when they I want agree. as long as it, I, I agree with the lewdness law it shouldn't be lewd right like if if just being topless is offensive to somebody go fuck yourself yeah if somebody being topless and being you know weird with their toplessness is offending you then that's completely different right um there's a website called gotopless.org that has a really cool graphic on it of the country and the states where top freedom is practiced and it lists states um or, or cities rather where top freedom has actually been tested in so there's like this list of cities where people women or, or people with breasts have gone topless and it's been tested and, you know, you're good. You're good awesome. to go. Um, that being said, their graphic does show that most states are top free. Hmm. Which I'm not, given like, and, and doing just like kind of a slight reading up on on laws of states i'm not entirely sure how accurate that is because there are certain cities and states where that have passed ordinances that don't allow it sure which is unconstitutional but you know you have massachusetts for example um in massachusetts according to the website massachusetts is a top free state and I'm a little bit unclear on this, and I'm uncertain if that is entirely true, because I tried looking up women being topless in, in, in public in Massachusetts and couldn't really find anything, except that if you are a female-bodied person okay. who identifies as male, okay, and you're at, you know, the beach, for example, and you want to take your top off. Right. So long as you identify as male, it is legal for you to do that. So your gender identity is protected in Massachusetts. Cool. But okay. I think we can do better than that. We can totally do better than that. Because that's that's awesome. It is. And I think that that's great and that should be the case. But what an, like, as a cis white woman like the other half of me is like yeah but at the same time what an awful like thing for somebody to have to like defend at the beach to exactly. like and to not to cops because it's not going to be to like law enforcement it's no, going to be, to, be like, to the narrow-minded people exactly around it's going to be to some other person on the beach that's like you're showing your tits and then you have to get into a whole thing of like well yes i have mammary glands but i'm male and you shouldn't have to have to prove like you shouldn't have to prove yourself no you, you should shouldn't. just be able to take your top off absolutely which is why everybody should be able to take their top off I without question yeah, i completely completely agree it's not always the thing that i am most comfortable with but i think you should be allowed to do it 
Yeah, and I mean, if I feel like if if I'm not comfortable seeing somebody with their top off, I'm just not going to look at them. Yeah, and I think I think if we saw more people with their tops off, we would all be more comfortable because it wouldn't be this super secret. Only do it in the bedroom or only do it with a sexual encounter. It would just be the norm. Exactly. It would just work to normalize it. Yes, and I think that you know if it is just more public and it was just more out there and it was more normalized then it would take away from that stigma of you know this means one thing for some people and another thing for others and we would all be a little more comfortable with it i mean it might take another 80 some odd years for it to happen (laughs) probably but you know what it wasn't until 1936 that men were legally allowed to bear their chests in public. Oh, really? I didn't so know So it could take that long for women. Fair. Well, we're going to keep working on it. And, and I look forward to being a little more comfortable. A little more comfortable every year with my body. And a little more comfortable uh, this coming summer season. It might not feel like summer's around the corner, but it'll get here. And I might not be able to go totally topless. But I bet I can do one better and go braless at least a couple of times. Yeah, dude. Baby steps. <laughs> Start at home. Lay on your couch without a shirt on for a little while. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's no air conditioning in here. It's too fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really enjoyed our first Femisode. Yeah. I think that there's more to be said around boobs in the future. Um, I'd love to talk about, you know, breast enhancements and breast reductions and self-worth and self-image and uh, bikini bodies and beach bodies and all of that goodness. Uh, There's a world of bullshit to unpack with each and every one of these Femisodes. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. I hope it got you a little fired up. Um, and you know, there are a lot of great organizations, um, out there, whether you're listening here in Massachusetts, um, or you're listening on the West coast in California or shout out to Canada. Uh, we've got several, uh, Canadian, uh, followers and listeners, also the Netherlands, England, Brazil, Germany, you all got different laws, but you all got the same problems. Dude, I totally (laughs) forgot to mention in Ontario and British Columbia, totally illegal for women to be topless. Oh yeah. Super cool Canadians. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I that's that's a fairly recent thing too. Yeah, I think yep. it is fairly yep. recent. That is that is pretty because when I lived in Vancouver, uh, oh gosh, a decade ago, uh, we were not allowed to go topless. Ontario was first, and I think Ontario yeah. was the '90s. I think it might have been like 1996 or 1997. Cool. Well, wherever you live, whatever your boob situation, learn to live with it. Make them comfortable. Make them happy. They're the ones you got. And when you can, when you want, show them off. Yeah. Let us know your boob stories. Show us your tit switches. (laughs) (laughs) But remember, as always, no fucking pervs, no Nazis. Totally.